podcast is not for the weak-minded or easily offended. You're listening to the Rancho Ramos podcast. This episode, as always, contains language that may not be suitable for all listeners. The following podcast contains language that may not be suitable for all listeners. Hey, how's it going, everyone? Uh, this is uh, episode two, Ranting with Ramos. It's going to be chapter two of uh, Look Inside, the Life of Ranting with Ramos. Back uh, taking place in San Gabriel, 80s and 90s. It's uh, growing up in uh, Mexican you know, neighborhoods. Everyone's got nicknames. So, you know, my neighbors to the right, the, you had uh, Caco, rest in peace, his brother Nando, his brother Cole, and his brother David. And then in the front house, we had, uh, we had Chino, we had Slap It Steve, Eddie, a.k.a. Psycho. And uh, me, I got my nickname um, in elementary school. I was in third grade and uh, my dad he would um, take me lunch because I didn't like the cafeteria food and I lived about uh, 150 feet away from El Pablo Bakery on the train tracks on on Walnut Grove and he would bring me burritos KFC uh, Burger King and uh, at lunchtime everyone would notice like oh shit this was eating you know good food and um, one of the homeboys, um, Travieso Rosangra, when we were there, he was like a year older than me. He's like, damn, dog. He's like, you fucking need burritos, dog. That's just good. I shouldn't get your shit all big, homie. Burritos. You know what, dog? Since you're always eating burritos, I'm going to fucking, we're going to call you burrito, dog. I'm like, fuck it. And then that shit stuck. So then uh, that shit followed me all through high school. I was cool with it, whatever, you know. It, was, it wasn't really because I was fat, but people thought it was because I was fat, but... It was because, you know, I used to eat burritos and shit, you know. And it was cool because I'd be in high school. I'd be in high school, and I was cool with everybody, man. And sometimes it'd be like, you know, like the uh, handicapped kids would be hanging outside, and sometimes kids with uh, Down syndrome, and they'd be like, hey, what's up, burrito? Hey, what's up, man? I'd fucking say what's up to everybody, man. Um, Bicep kids. It, it didn't matter, man. I, I didn't think I was better than nobody. Although people... Thought that maybe because they knew I could beat the shit out of almost anybody, but I didn't walk around like that. Some people may, might have seen me like that, but no. So, you know, I, I would kick it with everybody. Sometimes I kick it with, I'd sit down and eat lunch with nerds. Sometimes I kick it with my homies. Sometimes I'd sit down and eat lunch with all the chicks and just kick it, talk to them. And I was all over the fucking place. Um, but uh, flashback to, uh, you know, 96, I was in first grade and uh it was a it was actually a a bilingual class because uh you know i was my first language was was spanish i'm first generation american born here so my first language was spanish and we had that was the only language i knew was spanish and i was learning english i used to love watching cartoons that's why i learned my, my english i would watch popeye I watched Looney Tunes, Tom and Jerry. I used to like watching Tom and Jerry a lot. And from Looney Tunes, I used to like watching Peppa Le Pew a lot. 
Vive l'amour. We die together. And it was cool. When I was in the, in the, you know, I used to love, I used to love school. I used to love school. Early in the, in the beginning, I would love it. I would have good grades. I'd come and show it to my parents. They'd be happy. So, I, you know, I was all into school. And one day I was in, in line about to get, you know, my lunch. And the fool in front of me, his name was William. I forget his, I forget his last name, but... I used to call out from football head. I used, to, I used to be a shit tucker. I used to call out from football head. He had, a, he had a flat, flat head, but it was really, really wide. And this is before that Hey Arnold show. We're talking 1986, before they even thought about that show. I used to call out for that shit. And uh, we were in line, and we just talk, started talking shit to each other. Fool thought he was all tough, putting his chest out, and fuck you, your mom this, your mom that. And I'm like, fuck you, your mom this, your mom that. Next thing you know, he says, fuck you, like, you know, putting his chest on me. Like, you know what, fuck this. I gave that fool right uppercut. Boom. All of a sudden, he starts crying and shit. Oh, he fucking punched me. Oh. He's like fucking screaming, dude, like a little girl and shit. And the teacher comes, what happened? Well, I hit him. Why? He was telling him, F my mom and F this. And so I hit him. Oh, no, I'm not supposed to do that. I said, oh, well, he, he wanted to fight me. So then they call my dad, my stepdad, and uh, he shows up. I mean, if you listen to the, to the first podcast, you know that uh, he fucked up his back. I didn't really go into detail. I fucked it up, but I'll let you know right now. He was uh, he used to be a welder, and from what I remember, he was telling me there's some big ass like like pipes, big ass like brown pipes, and all of a sudden those fucking pipes gave way, and they're they're, they're falling on him, right? So he had to like use all his power to stop the the pipes so he doesn't get crushed. So when he was doing that, he messed up his back, fucked up a couple of discs. He had a couple of surgeries um, later on. Um, but, yeah, so he was at home. He wasn't working. So he was able to pick me up. And, you know, I was, I was sad, man. I was like, man, you know, because then he told me, oh, you're going you're gonna, to, you're gonna, we're going to have to suspend you. Man, that really bummed me out. And my stepdad was like, oh, so what happened? I know, well, he was talking shit, you know, fuck your mom, this and that. And, did you did you did you whoop his ass? Did you win? I'm like, yeah, I punched him in the face. All right, and you know, because they knew that I was I was more upset than I didn't get an ass whoop, but they knew I was more upset because I couldn't go to school anymore. I was upset, like fuck, I want to I want to keep going to school, and um, so we went home or whatever, and I stayed home my my, my two days, and then uh, when I went back, you know, like they sat me far away from that kid. And uh, also, like, a lot of talk about fights, man. People talk about, oh, I'm going to whoop your ass on site. Man, that ain't nothing. My, uh, my brother, he would always uh, be fighting with, uh, with Chino, the, the homie in the, in, the front, uh, in the front house. They'd be going at it, man, like, on site. No, literally, so you see each other, boom, 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 throwing potassos. And these were some badass fights. These are, we're talking, how old are you? We're talking about... Two five-year-old chubby little kids just throwing putazos, man, and pretty evenly fought fights. I mean, you know, you talk about close fights, Golovkin, uh, Canelo, close fights. No, no, this is close fights right here, man. Where they're just going at it, man, punching each other, and they would last a long ass time, man. And almost every other day, they'd be fighting and shit, and uh, you couldn't really pick a winner. But sometimes, you know. My my brother would win. Sometimes Chino would win. And then one day, we, we went to the same school too. We used to walk over there. 
And one day, that shit carried on over to the fucking school, man. We <laughs> It was in the morning, you know, in the morning, you get there early, you play basketball, whatever. My, my, my brother was really good at basketball, really, really good at basketball early on. And I remember I was in the playground, and all of a sudden, they fucking start fighting. My brother and Chino, boom, 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 just throwing fucking putasos, boom, boom, boom. And um, everyone was watching the shit. All the kids fucking ran, fucking circled, or watching the shit. But nothing happened. No, nobody, nobody told the the, the teachers because the teachers were still like in class, or and they didn't really have people watching us. So then, boom, that happened. And then another thing that happened in Roosevelt, because there used to be a big ass, um, big ass field. We used to play uh, tackle football there, flag football. We used to play uh, softball. We had a, we had a, we had a big ass baseball field. We, you hit the baseball, whatever, hit home runs and shit. And um, so we were there, and uh, my neighbor, Kako, rest in peace, um, I guess, you know, we had some beef and shit. He was, he was a year younger, exactly a year younger, because um, I'm April 5th, and his birthday is April 3rd, I believe. I hope I'm not messing that up. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's April 3rd. And so we're, man, to the T, almost a year, you know, apart. And we're like, oh, fuck you, you know, you want to fight? And instead of just fighting there, we're next to our neighbors. Instead of fighting there, he's, oh, well, let's go fight, let's go fight at, the, at, the, at the park. And Roosevelt, all right, let's go, man. So we went. He took his big-ass brother, like six-foot-three brother. And at that time, I'm pretty sure it must have been about ten, maybe ten. Kako was nine. And David must have been about 13. He's a teenager already. And I'm the one. Everybody went, my neighbors. Slapping Steve, Eddie, Chino, we all showed up. My little brother was there, and um, we uh, we go. You know, we're at the, we're in the middle of the field. Boom! We start fighting. I start fucking him up. Boom! 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 We're fighting and shit. You know, I'm I'm fucking him up, punching him. And next thing you know, out of my peripheral, I see a big ass something long flying. I mean, what? So I look, and it was this big ass brother, David. Boom, that did a flying kick to my head. Boom, and that stopped the fight. I mean, this is a 13-year-old kid, and I was about five. Or at that time, I was about probably like five, seven. This guy was like already six foot three. You know, he's already going through puberty. So I didn't, I didn't go home and cry to my mom and say, hey, you know, they jumped me, whatever. It happened, whatever. But after that, we were cool. You know, we never, we never fought again. Um, and, and then that was cool. But thinking back now, I remember that, uh, like, let's see, our neighbors, they, they would fight a lot of shit. They, they, they would, you know, they were little troublemakers and shit. In the end, they ended up doing good and shit. You know, they, they got, you know, but these are the motherfuckers that you would think, like, oh, these are fucking crazy trouble, trouble kids. In the end, you know, they're doing pretty good for themselves, actually. I'm actually happy for them that they're doing good. You know, I know one's, one's a truck driver, one's an electrician, I believe. They got their families and shit. That's good, man. It doesn't matter how you start, it matters how you finish it. And right now they're doing good, so that's cool, man. Props. Um, but anyway, somebody say fuck with me. They didn't really fuck with me that much because with me, you would fuck with me and I wouldn't really get too mad. But it would go to the point where I would get so pissed off and I'd be like, I'd fucking drop down on my knees and be like, I'm fucking pissed off. And my, my little brother, man, he'd be like, come on, Jose, turn into an incredible Hulk, turn into an incredible Hulk. And I'd be like, and these motherfuckers just start laughing and shit, you know? I'd be like, nobody turned into no fucking Incredible Hulk. But around that time, we'd be watching fucking Luke Ferrigno and shit, Incredible Hulk and shit. Turn into Incredible Hulk, okay? And yeah, man, that, that fucking... And then uh, another fight that happened, uh, 
was uh, hey, this, this one's fucked up, man. Because I actually talked a lot of shit. And, um, one of my uh, you know friends from school, um, Adam Morales, um, he's uh, there from San Gabriel. His family's uh, from San Gabriel. His actually his dad is uh, the chief of the Gabrielino Indian tribe. So San Gabriel has the Gabrielino Indians, and these guys are OG. You know, like original you know, uh, indigenous people from there, and he was a chief, and I didn't figure that out till after once they built Gabrielino High School, but, uh, so I didn't know about that, but they were cool, and uh, Adam had a brother named uh, Adrian, they used to call him Biff, and this fool, this guy was cool, he knew what was up, man, he, he knew what was up, he had fucking burgundy dogs, black dogs, so I'm assuming their parents had money and shit, and this fool had fucking, um, where I got my first, you know, copy of of the Smiths. Um, he had tapes and shit. So one day I went and uh, and Adam was like, "Oh, check it out." So he had a, a cassette deck with two. I took a blank one and I copied a uh, Rank, you know, uh, which is a live CD of the Smiths. And man, that's where I heard um, I heard Big Mouth Strikes Again, the live version. Fuck, that shit changed my 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 world, man. That's when that's when I really really got into the Smiths, and I recorded other other CDs that he had too, tapes of the the Smiths, and you know, if you guys know me, you know I'm a big huge Morrissey fan. Just look at my at my uh, my Instagram page, you'll see uh, Death Blow One, and that's where I have a lot of my when I go to concerts. I don't mess around, man. I'm I'm in the front, but that's a, that's another episode. But uh, just you know. Those of you know how much Morrissey means to me. So, anyway, um, yeah. So that's how I I got my my cassettes. And then Biff was cool, man, because he had his docs and he'd be cleaning them. And then you know when they're when when they're ye- the the yellow strings, he'd put like some like I don't know if it was Vaseline or some special shoe dub in to make them look clean. But yeah, they were clean, man. And the fool had fucking Morrissey T-shirts and all that shit, man. It was like after around. Um, after 92, so it was maybe like 93, 94 when I was in junior high, but I remember uh, 92 was when Your Arsenal came out. And that cassette, I borrowed it from uh, my neighbor at the last house, which was Maggie. She was a, she was a, a girl, but she was cool. Like, you know, we were real cool. And she, I borrowed it from, I guess, maybe one of her sisters. And Man, I got that cassette, and I sat in my, my dad's, uh, I think it was an old-ass, like, 70-something Corolla station wagon. And I just go in there with the key, turn the car on, and just fucking listen to that fucking cassette front to back, man. Front to back. Fucking Morrissey Arsenal. If you ever listen to that fucking CD, that CD from start to finish, that CD is fucking bad. That, that's when they had a badass fucking band. They're still good now, but that band was like Rockabilly, Psychobilly guys. But anyway, um, the reason why I'm talking about um, Adam is um, I take I would like I would go walk up to the corner because I lived like a, maybe a quarter mile away. So I walk up to his house, and uh, some other homie I'm not gonna say his name, but uh, he's a Korean homie. Uh, we we you know meet up there and I'd fucking tag along, get dropped off at school and shit. And um, they uh, the Korean dude he had a he had a party at his house. It was just me, Adam, and him. And his mom was there, and she had cake and, you know, food and stuff, and it was cool. Then a couple of days later, I was being an asshole, man. I, I kept asking, hey, your mom, I fucked your mom, you're missing that, your mom, this and that. And, 
And I just kept messing with him, messing with him, man, because I used to just like messing with people and just see how far I could take it, you know. I would just keep messing with you, messing with you. It's like I would just want to see a breaking point, you know, how much, how much can you take? And, man, that kid, that one day, man, he reached his, his breaking point, man, and uh, it was lunchtime. I kept messing with him, and then I just walked away from him. So all of a sudden, he pulled my backpack. This was in, in Jefferson, he, in uh, seventh grade, maybe. I pulled it from my backpack. Man, I start fucking him up, man. I, I start connecting to his head, just keep messing him up. So he's crying, his face is all red. And the teachers break us up and, oh, what happened? Oh, he's saying he effed my mom and this and that. And, and I didn't deny. I was like, no, no, well, we're just playing around. We're talking shit to each other, whatever. And then his mom comes and his mom sees me in the principal's office. And she's like, oh, why are you saying that? And man, I felt, I felt so messed up that... You know, his mom opened her doors to me and invited me, and uh, I was saying this stuff about her, you know? It wasn't true, but it wasn't true. It wasn't real. I was making up this fake stuff, but it, that right there, kind of like, man, you know what? Sometimes you got to watch what you say to to people. That kind of made me kind of calm down a little bit because it, I felt messed up for, for the kid, you know, because he was being cool, and, and then look what I do to him, you know, like, I pissed him off so much that he wanted to find me. I beat his ass, and then his, and then he tells his mom that I was saying this about his mom. So that was kind of messed up. And uh, that was that, man. We're gonna take a little break. Neighbors in the in the front uh, from the front house, they I guess they had a uh, a cousin come from Mexico from the Efe, some uh, tall skinny dark fool, you know, paisa paisa fool, um, big ass lips, big ass nose. And for some reason that fool didn't like me at all, and uh, he would see me coming, and that fool would like put his head down and shit and spit, you know, just do shit like that. And I've had I don't know why the fuck. Paisitas do that shit, but I had a, when I would go visit my mom, there'd be some fucking paisa kid. He was, he would see me, me and my brother. He'd fucking look away and put his head down and spit. I don't know what the fuck that means. But uh, for me, if I don't like you, I'm going to fucking either tell you or mad dog the fuck out of you. I don't know what the fuck that means. But anyhow, uh, we used to kick it uh, in front of uh, Nando's house. Nando and Kako, we used to kick it right there in the front. Um, they would open that uh, gate, open up that gate, kick it in the front. They had a big ass pine tree. Just watch cars cruise by, fucking tuck shit, fuck around, and just talk about crazy shit, you know? Oh, fucking, what would you do if you got this? What would you do that? Typical fucking, you know, dude talking shit. And so we're kicking it, and all of a sudden, uh, I guess they had water the fucking, they had water the driveway or some shit. And, that paisa comes out and fucking he's all mad dog and shit and he comes up and shit and I guess he must have been confident or some shit that day but it's oh fuck that you know okay fuck you this and that and then this motherfucker's talking about uh, 
Que chalupas, chupas, chupas. And I don't know what the fuck this fool's saying. Because he was from the effing. You know, the motherfuckers started talking about his weird shit, you know. Fucking albures and all that shit. And uh, at that age, I don't know that much about that shit. My parents are from Guadalajara. I don't, I don't, I don't that's a different dialect and shit. But anyway, this motherfucker's talking his shit, whatever. All of a sudden, he gets close. Boom. We start fucking throwing putazos. I'm fucking swinging like crazy. Boom, 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 boom. Landing on this motherfucker. All of a sudden, I see... His fucking nose, his mouth fucking blow up. He's bleeding blood all over his um, his nose, his mouth, on his neck, on his throat, all over his... Boom, 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 I'm throwing. And all of a sudden, uh, uh, I, you know, because it was kind of slippery. So I do a step and boom, I drop to my knees, man, because I slipped. And all of a sudden, this fool, this fool runs at me, right? So my brother sees that. Boom, he pushes this fool on the side, but that fool was still able to fucking to to land the knee, to land the kick. But what I did was when I threw myself, I put my, my, my elbows in front of me and I blocked it, right? Boom. And I got up. And if I remember correctly, I think Chino rushed them and they started kind of bombing on each other real quick because Chino was there. That, that's his cousin. Boom. And then boom, we started, we, boom, they, they kind of broke up. We started, we kept fighting. Boom, boom, boom. And then that fool, all of a sudden, boom, we stopped. And uh, I check, I feel my fucking head feels kind of wet. Like, oh, what the fuck? I had, I had this fool's mocos and fucking spit and saliva with fucking blood on my fucking hair. At that time, I kind of had like a mushroom haircut, but kind of like, like a Robert Smith from The Cure. Kind of, I would tease that shit up all crazy as best as I could, trying to be my best fucking Robert Smith. But that shit, I, I fucking touched my head and I, I looked at my fingers. Ah, like, oh, fucking nasty. But this fool was fucked up, man. Like his mouth was split open, his nose. He had fucking his eyes were all teary eyed and shit. He was fucked up, man. And I thought I was fucking. I thought I was fucking Mike Tyson fucking this fool up. All of a sudden, my neighbor said, "Like, hey, fool, you fucking punching at that motherfucker like a windmill, dog, like a motherfucking hell, like two helicopters and shit." And I guess I was, man. I was swinging like a motherfucker, like a windmill. And I was connecting every single fucking punch. But I thought I was like fucking Mike Tyson because I fucked this fool up. This was, ah, nah, fool, you fucking. But, you know, a lot of props to to my neighbors and shit for, for not jumping in because that, that's their fucking cousin. But I guess they're like, hey, well, fuck it. This motherfucker wants to fight him one-on-one. And we fought one-on-one. They didn't jump in. So that's fucking, that's cool, you know. Fucking props to that shit. And, uh, yeah, what? Well, as far as like all that, that. That talking shit, like, like, um, everywhere, everywhere people, people are gonna talk shit. People are gonna fucking, but from the way I look at it, like, as long as you don't touch me, we're good. You can say whatever the fuck you want, whatever, but just don't touch me and we're cool, you know? I've never really taken advantage of my size and my power and what I could do to people, because there's always somebody bigger and better that can beat the fuck out of you. So I have never taken advantage of that. Even though somebody's smarter than you, man, somebody fucking catches you. Clean on your chin, you're out, man. I seen that shit happen before. Boom, motherfucker, just hit a motherfucker and boom, it just dropped, you know. And your size don't really mean shit, man. A little skinny ass fool can hit me if he hits me clean in my chin. Maybe not, but it could happen. Hits me in the fucking chin, boom, I'm done. And uh, so you, you always gotta, you always gotta think about that, man. Like there's always somebody bigger and better than you, always, man. Yeah, so as I mentioned before, I started uh, school when I was uh, five, but I went to preschool. So that kind of pushed, that kind of held me back. 
Um, so when I would be in um, in third, no, no, in fourth, when I was in fourth grade, and my stepdad would bring me food. Sometimes when he'd go to the classroom, and we had a teacher. She was uh, South African. She was a white lady. Her name was Mrs. Merritt. And if you guys know Mrs. Merritt, you know she was crazy, man. And me, I was fucking disruptive. I was, uh, I couldn't stay still, you know. And then um, they make us do like uh, tests. I, I do finish my test. I do good. I pass it. But then the stuff was too easy for me. And I just start, you know, tapping, making drum beats with my fingers on, on the desk. And, or I would just do outbursts. And she would say something and I would turn it into a joke. And I've always liked entertaining. I've always liked to make people smile, make people happy. I, I guess that's, that's part of it now that you're an adult. You can actually figure out why it is that that you're like that you, that you were a certain way, and I think uh, I would always like that. Like you know, I see you make, it's a good feeling, man. That we you you make people feel good. You make them feel happy. You know, people have could be having a fucked up day, especially kids. You know, especially in that time, man. Uh, you don't see what's happening in in people's in people's houses, just like. Nobody, you know, I didn't really tell anybody. And if you listen to the first episode, you see it was rough, you know. And there's kids that maybe had it worse. And you could tell, man, because they, they were, they'd be, they'd be that kid that wouldn't talk to anybody, be upset. And, you know, so I don't know, I guess that could be it. But uh, anyhow, man, like he would show up and be like, hey, where's Jose? And she had me in the fucking corner. Uh, she had me in the corner in the back behind some files where you couldn't see me. Like, so she put like a, let's say it's uh, the corner. She put like some, like like a wall of file cabinets uh, around me. She put a chair there. And every single time he'd stop by and take me food. Because he would take me food maybe like two to three times a, a week. You know, take KFC, all the kids be like, ooh, ah, you know, it's, you're lucky, you're rich, and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, but then he'd be like, and one day he's like, hey, why is he always back there? Like, why do you always have him back there? Every time I come, you have my son there, he's not learning. And so, you know, thank God my mom, my mom pushed it, and she, she called the principal, like, hey, like, why do you guys always have him there? Whenever we bring him food, he's, he's back there, like, he's not even learning. And so... They had me um, uh, talk to, I guess, the principal and like a specialist or whatever, and they said, "Oh, you know what? We figured it out. You, you know, it's not that he, it's not that he's not he's messing around and not doing stuff. He's finishing the work. He's actually passing. It's just that he's finished and he doesn't know what the hell to do. He's bored. And the the reason why it's happening is he is um, he's too advanced for this because he went to you know he started uh, preschool late." And so we got, so they ended up, the next year they ended up pushing me up uh, to uh, fifth grade. And, no, no, I skipped fifth grade. So all, all you cool dudes that, uh, that actually went to, I don't know what the lady's name, I don't know if her name was Mrs. Harper or whatever, but in fifth grade, uh, everyone liked going to fifth grade because she was a cool teacher. And they would go to Eden Canyon, they'd go up to the mountains and stuff. I didn't get to go, but I would always hear horror stories where kids would mess up and they touch the poison ivy and they get all messed up. So I didn't go to that. I skipped, but I ended up going to sixth grade. But all the guys that were in fifth, I knew who they were. 
because, uh, you know, we'd be around and stuff. Uh, but once I went to sixth grade, I started, uh, I met I met new friends. They knew who I was. I, I used to play with them because, man, I remember when I was, uh, let's see, third grade, second grade, there was a homie, Lester, he's a little, little, little dude. And uh, we played football. We played two-hand touch, but they said, "Oh, you're too rough. You can't play with us." And you know, because I'd be like, you know, touching them with two hands, but I'd knock people down and shit, you know. Because uh, I've always been naturally strong, always, man. Remember when I was nine years old? I was benching a hundred pounds, and I weighed a hundred pounds. I think so. That's pretty even to standard, but for a nine-year-old kid benching a hundred pounds, that's crazy. And uh, I've always been naturally strong. Yeah, so, man, these kids, oh, you can't play with all the kids. No, no, you can't play with us. So, I naturally, I would play with the guys that were a year older. So, I'd be playing with my homeboy Slick, Eric. That, that's AKA Slick. Like, back to what I was telling you guys about the, the nicknames. Man, he had a lot of nicknames. Slick, Primetime. He still has his nicknames, man. But, uh, Slick, uh, we had Chomps, Chompiras, Alvaro. His name is Alvaro. He's called Chompiras, like, for fucking... El Chavo del Ocho, Chompiras. Let's see, we had uh, we had Mo. Uh, his name was his name was uh, Noé. We used to call him Mo. And uh, what are the nicknames that we got? Uh, what what do we call this fool? Jose Varela. We used to call him Hoser. And then we had uh, Steve, Little Steve. We used to call him Little Steve. We used to call him Speedy. He was fucking fast. He was fucking fast. We split. We split. Fucking. Two-hand touch, you know, at lunchtime, you fucking be fucking, boom, hauling ass would be fucking playing basketball. I remember his, his, his dad, rest in peace, would uh, teach him, like, some badass moves, man. Like, uh, 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 when someone's taking you how to pivot and all that shit, we don't we, we know none of that shit. So, man, you'd be fucking running around doing layups and shit, running around the fucking field. Then, then I remember he got into wrestling, so he'd be fucking wrestling and shit. And... Uh, yeah, well, fucking, yeah, it goes back to nicknames, you know, fucking nicknames. We end up, then you end up getting new other nicknames and shit, like, we used to call Steve White Boy sometimes and shit, Milk, you know, yeah, not White White Boy, uh, because, because uh, he didn't speak Spanish and shit, you know, and we're all fucking, we're all uh, first generation, so we speak Spanish and shit, we just, you know, people just like to give each other, we love each other, we just give each other a hard time and shit, that's just the way it is, you gotta have fun, man, you're fucking bored, nowadays kids got all this electronics, so, they keep busy. We used to just come up with, with anything, man, or anything to, you know, we used to walk down the, the train tracks and uh, throw rocks down the wash, just to do anything. And then we, yeah, so I ended up going with these guys, and I, I ended up, you know, making a, a, you know, bonding with these dudes, you know. And it's crazy because they only lived about, uh, I would say about a mile away. Because we used to live on Wanna Grove and they were close to San Gabriel Boulevard on Angelino. And Angelino was really hot back in the days, man. That's when Angelino was like the heart of Sangra. Like, that's where, like, uh, the people from Lomas would come and do drive-bys. And that was a hot spot, man. A lot of the homies lived there. And that's where a lot of my friends lived, man. They were right there. Fucking, they hear gunshots. Who's getting fucked up? And, and they're growing up with that. Um, but we used to just... Walk across, you know, we used to walk the tracks and go across the bridge and, you know, and it's maybe like, what, 10, 15 minutes away, we just walk over, we'd always be over there, kicking it, and then uh, we'd all be, we'd all, we're all playing sports, we all play, uh, 
after school sports where Bill was our coach. I don't remember his last name, but he was cool. He, he used to like the doors. I used to be into the doors too. He was a door stand. And then he got married and he, he needed a real job. So he left, he stopped being our coach, but he was, he was, he was cool. And then after that, we, um, we went to uh, Jefferson and we never left Jefferson because they turned that shit into Gabalino High School. So we went there fucking six years, man, to that fucking school. And uh, there, you know, she got she would be pretty crazy at Jefferson, man, because we we'd walk to uh, we walk to school. And the crazy thing is that I I, I tell you guys is uh, during this time these guys uh, they they weren't jumped into the gang. But everyone was into that gang thing, you know, because that, that's, what, that's what was around you. You know, your, your brother-in-law is a cholo, your brother's a cholo, you know. That's what's around you, so that's your environment. But for me, uh, I was cool with them, I kicked it with them, but I was still into my new wave. Uh, I was into the cure, all, all, all that stuff. I was still like, I was really into it, and the cool thing is, that I, I thank I thank these guys, you know, my, my friends. Uh, they accepted me, even though I was different. I was into my own shit. I, I dressed different. I looked different. I fucking talked different. You know, my my fucking English. I've always tried my hardest to speak like uh, like a good English. Right now, I'm relaxed. I'm talking to you guys like normal. You know, but let's say I, it's, we used to call it Steve Steve uh, Steve Garcia. Speedy would call it flipping the white switch and that's where like you know you, you see a white person and you want to get treated you want to get treated you know like them so like, hey hey how you, how you doing buddy yeah well uh we're uh, i'd like to take a couple of those and a couple of those and hey i was wondering uh could you throw in a couple of those too you know and i'd flip the white switch we call that flipping the white switch and so sometimes we go places or if, I even do that to this day, man. Unfortunately, sometimes we get, like I said, there's no racism, but there is favoritism um, depending on how you sound, you know. So sometimes I'll call and let's say I'm looking for something and they may only have one or two. I'll call and I'll say, hey, what, what, what voice should I do? Oh, uh, do, 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 do the white voice. Okay. But hey, hi, um, I'm calling. <laughs> I was wondering if you guys have any more of that, uh, that dip. Um, if you guys have any more, if you guys uh, have that game or the movie, hey, tell you what, can you hold that for me? <laughs> I'll see you then. Uh, what time do you close? Seven o'clock? <laughs> see you then. I'm on my way. Thanks. And then I'll show up and I'll see some, this big, you know, fat, scary Mexican dude um, ordering the same thing. Like one time I called at a spado place. I'm like, hey, uh, did, did you call right now? I'm like, nah, man, I didn't call. Just, oh, because somebody called us about Raspados. And, uh, nah, that wasn't me, man. And he's a fucking big-ass Mexican dude. And uh, with his Aztec princess coming in and shit. And uh, it's happened to me a couple of times. Or, or sometimes, I'll, like, one time I ordered at McDonald's. And I was like, fuck it, let me do my, my British accent. And, like, and I was like, uh, hi, um, I'll, I'll, have, uh, I'll have the uh, 20 pace. Chicken McNuggets and uh, Big Mac and uh, supersize my fries, and I'll have a Coke as well. And uh, what, what what kind of sauce? I'll have the barbecue and uh, make sure my chips are fresh because last time the chips were quite uh, soggy and they seemed as if they were uh, 
double fried. So please make sure my chips are nice and crunchy and fresh, okay? So I pull up to the, the drive-thru, and the girl, you can tell she's like anxious to see. Man, I pull up, she sees my ass, man, the scary Mexican fool. At that time, I, you know, I had a, I had a my psychobilly quiff, and which is like a big ass pompadour. But uh, I mean, like, oh man, I, I, I was I was interested to to see who who it was, and I just start talking normal. Oh yeah, she's like, hey, what happened to your accent? My wife's like cracking up, you know. Said, what happened to your accent? I was interested in, and you know, I was like, wow, like I want to see this guy, you know. And she sees me, but yeah, I I, I was good at you know uh, making making the different voices, different accents, and stuff like that. And uh, when I took French class, I, I did really good in French class because uh, what was the lady's name? She was she was really cool, Madame Heggy Davis. She was really 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 cool teacher, and she'd be like, hey, you know, all of a sudden she'll be like she'll be like uh, what do they call pas anglais, which means no English. You got to speak nothing but French. And man, for me it was easy, man, because I was I was able to impersonate people, impersonate accents, impersonate voices. So, man, I was, and then also, like, French is pretty similar to Spanish, you know. So, I'd be like, j'adore les gens filles. And, I, and also, I think Pepe Le Pew, watching a lot of Pepe Le Pew actually helped me too as well, man. Because I'd be like, j'adore les gens filles. Je déteste les garçons. You know. And I knew a couple words, like, le chien, the dog. Le cochon is a pig. But anyway, man, I, I would win some things. She, she'd call them francs. She, those are like your, your money. I don't know. I never knew what the hell you got, but I had a lot of francs and I never traded them in. But yeah, she, she's like, "Oh, you have a, you have a, you know, you, you sound really good and you, you're, 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 you're doing good." I, t- I think I took the class like two years, but I mean, I've, I've used French only once in my life to ask somebody what time it was, and that's it. But I used, to, I used to have fun, man. I used to go to school just to, just to be at school, man. Not because, um, not because. I wanted to learn. It's just, man, I don't want to be at home, man. So I just go to school and hang out and just fucking have an audience and shit and perform. And one time I had an English teacher and they set us, they sat us like in clusters, like a four, 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 whatever. And I was up in the front, but I was facing the teacher, right? I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I want, I want to sit the other way. So I sat facing um, the students in the class, you know? And so I had like my back to the teacher. She was kind of to the side of me. And uh, I was like, no, 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 Jose, you can't sit like that. I'm like, why? She's like, because then you're going to have an audience. I was like, no, 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 sit, sit, sit facing me. I don't want you to have an audience. Like, oh, shit. So she, she knew, she heard about me, you know. And uh, yeah, I'd always be messing around and stuff. And uh, it was, it was fun, man. And then, but sometimes, even though it was fun uh, on the way home, It'd be crazy, man. We'd be walking home on down San Gabriel Boulevard. It'd be like how many of us? I'd say about eight to ten of us, you know, walking home on San Gabriel Boulevard. Sometimes we take the side streets, but this time we took the the main street, you know. And man, a lot of times the fools from Lomas would, would cruise by. Lomas is a, the rival gang. They cruise by, fucking point guns at us and shit. And we just book it, man jump into other people's um, behind their houses and just take off and end up meeting an Angelino and they chase us a lot man because around that time they they were they'd be doing a lot of drive-bys and killing people so we'd fucking be running running into fucking 
liquor stores, barbershops, and shit just to get away. It was, it was crazy. Even though I wasn't a gangster, those were my homies, so I, I kicked it with them. And uh, a lot of times, too, um, I'd be around, we'd be kicking in, all of a sudden, they'd be like, hey, uh, somebody's going to get jumped in. And she like, hey, man, like, you want to get jumped in, so-and-so? Nah, I'm cool, you know? Because I, n- I never felt the need because... These were my homies. Like no matter what, I'm gonna back them up. They're gonna back me up. So I don't. I don't need to get jumped in. You know, I, I didn't see the point in it. Cause, but no matter what, they knew that I was gonna back them up, and I was gonna be down, and I was gonna fight. So they, they didn't really ever push a subject. But man, when I would see fools get fucked up, man, <laughs> like broken ribs. I seen. I seen a couple of people get jumped in. I mean, like five people get jumped in around all that time, and they never. They never questioned me. Like, oh. You know, you're a, you're a pussy, you don't want to get into it. Because they, they knew I wasn't a gangster, but I was just kicking it, you know. I was still going to, if something went down, I was I was there. So a lot of times I, I'd see that. And then uh, we have, uh, we'd have like the, the fairs. We'd have uh, the, uh, we, had, we used to have the carnival. The carnival, we used to have the street fair. One would happen, I think, around uh, Memorial Weekend. And one would happen like in April, I think, around around my birthday and stuff. After my birthday, like like late April, and we go there, and you know, everyone, um, everyone would go. And uh, sometimes it'd be when it would be the September one, everyone would be jit up, man, because they'd be working at, at career partners. They'd be doing their uh, their 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 work, and they'd be they'd be getting money. So people would be jit up with their cologne. You go there, cruise around, man. And the fair was small, man. We cruised that shit like 20, 30 times in one day, just walking around, looking at chicks, and um, just just cruising around and shit. And then um, one day, I think this, but this one was back like in yeah, it was in April actually. I don't remember what year. Actually, yeah, it was nineteen ninety eight, April nineteen ninety eight. We're cruising around, you know, walking around. It was uh, uh fucking Hoser, um, Steve. Uh, who else? Uh, my homie Slick, and uh, and that was it. It was it was just us, and then we had split up. My brother had uh, split up with uh, with Noe, and they were doing their own thing. They were walking around and shit. And but it was just it was just us four, right? And we're walking. We had we had a couple friends, you know, girlfriends are walking with us, and uh, I've always been into rockabilly, pompadours, and stuff like that. I, I just said I, I never had a, a barber that knew how to cut hair like that. So around that time, I, I always had my hair. I would have it slicked back or whatever. But so me and Slick are walking, and I'm like, hey, man, I feel like a badass pompadour and shit. And, and he, you know, he looked and shit because he knew I was into that shit. So, oh, cool, whatever. And this was when they had the, the those fucking those fucking wannabe rebel fucking fools and shit. And I guess that's what they were. And uh, I was like, what are, you, what are you looking at, fool? And I fuck you, whatever, you know. And I guess I wanted to be rebel for how to fucking he had a cigarette and shit. And that motherfucker flicked it at my homeboy. At uh slick, he flicked it at him. Oh fuck, all hell broke loose, man. We started getting down with these motherfuckers and it it was uh it was me, Steve and and, and Slick were fucking getting down, dude. Boom, 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 throwing potassium, boom, boom. And fucking um we're getting down and shit. Boom, boom, boom. And uh all of a sudden Fucking, I'm I'm chasing fools and shit, walking up to them, just fucking them up. They're walking around, still fucking them up. And I was like, hey, let's go, let's go, burrito, let's go, let's go. The fucking cops are coming, fuck. 
So my homies, they didn't mean to leave me. He's like, fuck it, they don't want to get caught. So they fucking left, right? I'm still fucking going after stalking motherfuckers. Boom, 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 dropping motherfuckers. One of the one of those fucking kids, uh, he fucking he tried to kick. I knew he was in track. He kicked me in the balls and shit. So I blocked it. Boom! I blocked it. Boom! Fucked them up. Dropped them. And then my homies had to come and grab me, man, because I was still fucking fighting and shit. The cops were coming. So boom, boom! All of a sudden, I stopped and I seen the fool that tried to kick me in the balls. I seen his brother. His brother was just fucking standing there, and that really pissed me off, man, because if my brother was just fucking standing there, I'll fucking get pissed, man. So I went up to that motherfucker. Boom! I fucking sat down, gave him a fucking left hook, dropped that motherfucker, boom, to the floor, bam. We walk away, the fucking cops are coming towards us, right? We don't look like cholos, I had like a fucking Boston Red Sox hat on, and the fucking uh, old, one of the first uh, Rage Against the Machine shirts with Che Guevara, where his face is yellow and the letters are like fucking red and white and shit. And then my homeboy, Grab one of our friends, you know, that they're cool. So they grab the friend, like, like if they're walking, fucking, you put his arm around her and shit. We walk right by the fucking cops. Boom. We, we leave. Fuck it. Bam. We take off. And then I bump into fucking Noe and my brother and shit, right? And, and uh, Steve was with me. So we fucking spit up. And then earlier that day, uh, my brother had some fucking brass knuckles. I don't know where the fuck he got the brass knuckles from. We had some fucking brass knuckles and shit. And then Noe, oh, give me those shit. He took it from my brother. Give me that shit. And he fucking took him away. And he put him, Noe put him in his fucking booth. Bam. So he has the brass knuckles in his booth. Noe had nothing to do with it. My brother wasn't even in that shit. And next thing you know, we see Noe. Oh, fuck it. Let's go. Let's go. This fool had a badass fucking 64 uh, fucking Chevy Malibu. Fucking badass fucking car, man. Chevelle Malibu. That shit was like uh it wasn't a bubblegum blue, but it was it, it was a like a like a like a light blue, not a sky blue, but it was like in between a sky blue and a fucking it was like a, it was royal blue actually, clean fucking car, fucking hooker headers. That he bought that shit hooked up because he was the only one out of all of us that used to work that would actually fucking work. The rest of us didn't give a fuck. We were just like fuck that. We're not gonna work. So he's been working since he was like sixteen. He had a permit. He bought that car himself, and so boom, we find that fool. We start taking off. All of a sudden, the cops caught up to the fools that we fucked up, and the fools were sitting on the curb. They're like, oh, hey, they recognize the car. Hey, it's them, it's them, it's them, it's them, hey. All of a sudden, fucking, we're about to take off, and the cops fucking run in front of the car, man, guns drawn. There was like four fucking cops with the guns fucking pointing at us. Fucking annoying. Fucking steps on the, on the gas meter. And then, fuck, makes me know what the fuck. He just turns the car like, this is gonna fucking run over the fucking cops. They're gonna blast us and shit. But um, they got us out of the fucking. They got us out of the fucking. Uh, the the Malibu, and the fools were all fucked up. Dude, it was like maybe like ten of these. Like, hey, I didn't felt the same. Man. They had like ten motherfuckers, and it was only like three of us that were fighting. Dude, and these fools were all fucked up. Black eyes, fucking all like fucking dizzy and shit. So they fucking sat us down. And then one by one, they're like, oh, who, who did what? Well, yeah, and they're like, yeah, it was that fat, some big old fat fool that I fucked up. He's like, yeah, it was that fat fool right there. He started everything. I said, fuck you, motherfucker. You didn't, you, you weren't fucking talking shit when I was fucking you up. And the cop's like, nah, nah, Jose, nah, don't, don't, don't sink to his level. Like, all right, cool. So boom, they're checking us. And next thing you know, the cop, he's arresting me, right? So he's arresting me because I had just turned 18, man. This is like I, April 4th, April 5th, I turned 18. The fair was like April 28th or something, you know? So I'm 18 already, man. Fuck. And uh, 
the cop's about to arrest me. And he says, put your hands behind your back. And the other cop goes, hey, you need some help? And the fucking cop that was arresting me, he was a little dude, man. He was probably like fucking 5'3", five, 5'4". Five, so he got kind of offended. No, no, man, I got it, I got it, I got it. So he was kind of more rough to show like, you know what, I, 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 can, I can manhandle this, this 210 pound, 5'11", five, five, fool. And back then, that's when I was fucking solid, man. I was huge, man. All I did was work out and, and eat. And I was huge. I was here in the gym. And uh, this is before all that, all that weight gain, all that, all that water muscle, protein stuff, man. I was huge, man. And I, and that's some of some of muscle I, it's, I still carry today, man. Just just genetics, you know. And so yeah, this one fucking puts me in the cop car. We take off, and then we get to the booking cell. And Noe was uh, he was also eighteen, because I think his birthday was like fuck April fucking. Second or one of those days, man. So he was 18 too. So we're in the booking cell. They they make you take everything off your shoes, whatever. I'm like, hey, well, for boom. So I'm in the booking cell, and then they take me. They take me in there to the um, to the to the holding cell, right? And uh, when I get there, I see I see my homeboy's brother Mo. So it's actually Moreno, his his older brother. He was in there, and he was there for the night. And we told, yeah, I know your your, your brother your brother. Moish, oh cool. So we're talking and shit, cool. And then next thing you know, I guess it was fucking noise turn, right? And the fucking Huras didn't notice that he had his the fucking brass knuckles when they patted him down because he had him in his fucking he had some caterpillar boots and shit. Those those fucking they fucking the lace up they lace up all the way to the toe. It looks like a fucking like like really really tight to the toe. And he had I guess he had the laces wrapped around his uh his boots so they couldn't tell, man. So all right, take off take off your boot. Takes off his left boot, boom, nothing, right? Okay, take off your right boot, bam, fucking brass knuckles, <laughs> fucking brass knuckles hit the fucking floor, fucking cops, boom, hey, you have fucking brass knuckles, fuck, so boom, they take the brass knuckles away, they book him for that shit, he goes into the holding cell where I'm at with, with, with Moreno, and fuck, he's nervous, man, and I'm like, fuck, fuck this shit, I was restless, man, I was in the, in the top bunk, and I'm fucking kicking the roof, fucking kicking the fucking roof, Fuck this shit, I don't wanna be in here and I'm kicking the fucking room. Fucking cops ain't even coming. And in the meantime I'm checking out like all the all the artwork, all, all the all the people that, that were able to keister a, a fucking marker and fucking fucking other placasos and shit. I seen all these fucking fools that hit it up, big old fucking S block letter SG on the fucking wall. I was just fucking then after I was you know what fuck it, I was just kicking it. And fuck it, I fell asleep, man. I fell asleep. And then next morning Ramos, Ramos, yeah, hey, come here, you're free to go, like, oh, shit, all right, so I'm going, and then Noe's like, what about me, he's like, talking to me, he's like, hey, Ramos, you want to fucking stay, like, nah, 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 fuck, no, I fucking shit, I left, boom, so, uh, I left, and I think I had like five, six bucks and shit, so they gave me my, my money, and from there, I was maybe like two, three miles away from home, it was a, you know, the, the on what is it, Mission and Del Mar, and I lived in, you know, by El Pablo Bakery, so I was like, you know what, I'm going to stop by fucking Chano's, because Chano's used to be right there uh, by the corner of Angelino and San Gabriel, so I stopped by Chano's, they got me a burger special, fuck it, I went home, my parents didn't trip, uh, actually, my, my brother told me that, uh, they asked him, hey, what happened, oh, well, we got in a fight, what happened, did Jose kick ass, yeah, he fucked them a bunch, oh, fuck yeah, they're happy I kicked some ass and shit, so they were cool, you know, they, I got lucky, they let me out the next day, they just booked me on assault with a deadly weapon because they said the way I fucked them up that my hands are like deadly weapons or whatever. But 
that was it. Not, not, nothing else ever came of that and shit. But uh, my brother and Steve, they were still minors. Because Steve's birthday is on the 29th, I think, or 30th of April. So he was still a minor. My brother was two years younger. So my brother was 16. So my parents picked him up. But then they were arranged to go to court like a week later. And then Noe fucking, they took his ass to county, man, because he had those fucking brass knuckles. So fuck, they took him to county. My brother, I, I, oh yeah, so I took him to court like a week later. I used to have a, a 67 Mustang and shit. And I put like chrome valve covers and I used to like the car. And so we fucking went to court. And all of a sudden, the court took a recess. Oh, you guys can take out. So fuck, we went across. There was a Carl's Jr. close by. It was in, in Pasadena on Walnut. So we ate. And then uh, I started chroming up my, I was polishing my, my, my chrome valve covers on my engine, right? And like, hey, I was saying, let's go, we gotta go back. I'm like, nah, cool, cool. Fuck, we show up, man. They fucking end up arresting them. They got a bench warrant because they showed up late, so they fucking ended up going to juvenile hall, man. Like, fuck, so they had, they had to go to juvenile hall. And they did about a week or two, I think. And then they got out. No, he came out. And uh, when he came out, they got that for a stripper and shit. And fucking, we were kicking in the, we were kicking in the, in the back house, and all of a sudden, the fucking skinny ass white lady. Pretending to be a fucking neighbor. Hey, the, you guys, the, the music's too loud, guys. So you know what I'm gonna do? The fucking bitch, skinny, the skinny ass white girl, shit, no ass and shit. She comes in. Says, uh, you guys are fucking, you guys are disturbing the peace. He fucking comes in and takes off a fucking dress, fucking starts stripping all that shit. So that fool got a good welcome home and shit. And uh, yeah, that shit was crazy back then, man. Yeah, but yeah, he ended up doing I think two weeks for the for the brass knuckles. Luckily, it wasn't my brother, man, because my brother had him. And since he took him away, he got he got caught snipping with those, man. A little glimpse inside, you know, growing up in San Gabriel in the 80s and 90s. Uh, I'll probably do a, a, another different topic next. I'm going to go back in time and think of other stories, you know, that I could talk to you guys about my... Uh, my upbringing, just growing up in, in, in that time, it was crazy, man. People getting shot left and right. But um, you have any questions, you can go on the Anchor app or on the Anchor website, and you can you can uh, submit some questions, or you know, or go to my go to my uh, my Instagram at Ranting with Ramos, and you know, DM me some questions, anything you wanna you wanna know about, and uh, you know, I'll answer your questions. I'm here to I'm here to answer everything. I'm here to keep it real. So I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the, uh, the episode. All right, so that was episode two. Uh, this episode, I decided to call it Fight, Fight, Fight after a Cure song in the CD called uh, Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Kiss Me. The song is called Fight. Check it out. And, um, you know, because of all the fighting in this, in this uh, episode. And uh, I want to give a special shout-out to uh, the Mega Man at the Mega Man's podcast for, you know, the advice and the support and the shout-outs. And uh, check this guy out, man. He's doing uh, good things with uh, trying to unite all of us uh, Chicanos, all these Chicano podcasts, so we can have a voice out there because we got a lot to say, you know. And so shout-out to the Mega Man, the Mega Man's podcast. Follow him. He's on Instagram. And follow his podcast. And also, while I'm on that, following and all that, um, I have uh, a, my Instagram is uh, deathblow1, and all the music that you heard on, or that you're hearing on the podcast is my music from my side project um, that I have, uh, which is my dark wave, um, cold wave 
goth, you know, it's a mix um, that I have, projects that I have on uh, on a CD that who knows when it's going to come out because I have, I have tons of music, but I haven't sung over it yet. I'm, I'm doing this easier, the talking, so this will probably be a first step to eventually putting lyrics on my music because I got tons of, tons of music that uh, I plan on, on performing with, along with my son. My son's a very talented musician. Um, and um, that was pretty much it. Um, also, uh, please, uh, if you like the podcast, if you don't like the podcast, subscribe. Um, you know, give me a review. That'll help make the podcast better. If you have any questions, you can DM me at the Ranting with Ramos um, Instagram or on Anchor. There's a comment page where you can actually record a comment and I can get it and that way I can improve it if you have any ideas, if you have any questions. And that's pretty much it. Um, this episode is being released uh, Friday, Friday morning. And uh, hopefully, uh, well, not hopefully, I am going to do it. I'm going to drop another one uh, Monday morning. So it's always, I'm going to try to do Friday morning and Monday morning to get you guys going. And uh, that's pretty much it. I hope everyone stay safe. Uh, whether you believe this coronavirus or not, I don't. But don't don't listen to me, man. Just like when people ask me my opinion, like, hey, man, uh, what do you think about this? I tell them, look, this is what I think, but who the fuck am I? That's just me, you know? And also with music, they ask me, hey, like, what do you think about this music? And I tell them, look, man, I'm a Morrissey fan. So, I mean, that's what I like. So, 